too. All right. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Open Heart Collective. My guest is a legend. Thank you, Lou, Lou for joining me. Is a legend. But thank you right for now having we're gonna, me on. We're going to get into this real conversation around mental health, right? I've been on this mission for the last six weeks to really dive deep into breaking the stigma around mental health because we don't talk about it often enough and we sure as hell don't talk about it open enough. So nope. here we go. Let's talk about it. Lou, Let's talk. tell us your story, brother. Okay. So, I mean, like, um, where, where do you want me to begin? Because, um, like how far back I've told you before, like my story, like, right. well, well, the people, the people watching don't know your story. So, yeah, I mean, like, basically, like, I grew up, I'm a, when you're Filipino, your life is technically destined to be a nurse. So for all the Filipino kids out here, you better stay the hell on because I don't want you to be no nurse. Now, uh, I've always wanted to be a race car driver. The F1, like, I just wanted that. <laughs> no, that's not what you can be. Right. Then it's just, it's just like, man, through, throughout high school, throughout high school, I was just, you know, just living my life, living the best life, like partying and just playing games and all that stuff. When I got out of high school, I'd be, they pushed me into being a nurse. So I became a nurse for, for three years and I just realized, I don't, it's not what I want to fucking do. It's not what I want to do. And it's just weird that I became a nurse. Then I switched that. Um, I started growing um, weed under the table for a company. So I wasn't growing the weed. I actually was working for a million dollar um, person and he was growing weed and blah, blah, blah. That fell down. Good thing I did go to school and um, I became a dental assistant for that next three years. And in that time, I realized that I'm just really good with the camera, that I've always been, been a dancer, filmed myself the whole time and whatnot. And now I shoot music videos, I direct, um, I produce all these ideas for um, shows and whatnot. And I'm right. currently now in South Carolina shooting for an uh, entrepreneur, which being a filmmaker now could lead people to having a career in having a camera and create videos for other people. That is a career now. Thanks right. to D Rock who, who pretty much highlighted the whole thing for everybody. That's now a career. Um, and that's just kind of the thing now. It's just like, just living my life, exploring the head out, hell out of things, learning, <laughs> meeting people and sharing that so that the kid that I was, I wish that I was there for myself. So that's right. what I want to do for everybody else. And I'm sure you're doing the same thing. And that's right. what my story is. Damn, that was that was the. Uh, how how old are you, Lou? I'm 27. I wish I knew 20, this at 18. That was 27 years in a minute and a half, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess was that how long like, it was? So it, it, I, I I pulled a couple of things from that 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 I want to kind of dive deeper on because hell, we have an hour, so why not take it? Um, a, the, the, a few of those things being. When you mentioned that the Filipino culture, you're destined to almost become a nurse. You're destined. like that, like that, that's already set into stone. Like that's what you're going to be it's tattooed on your forehead. You're a nurse, which, 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 
I think plays a lot into the mental health of it all, right? Because when I was talking to Broderick in uh, uh, episode three, that was the same similar topic, right? Like, I mean, around the stigma around a cultural play around mental health, right? You, You don't talk about it. You do this because you're supposed to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. So supposed to how how did that play in your mind? Because, I mean, you're you feel like you're always destined to do something else other than what you're actually doing. So how did how does that work? How did that work for you? You know, here there's three, three, three things I'll say how it worked for me, how it didn't work for me, the good and the bad. Let's start with the bad. The bad part is now that I knew that I could have been what I wanted. So fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. Excuse me. That I could have been doing what I on the show. It's all right. I do it all the time. (laughs) I've not ever heard you curse. I I haven't watched enough of my content. (laughs) Man, I haven't been on Instagram really. I'm just posting and dipping. So, um, but I'm sorry. Yeah, excuse me. I should be watching. But um, it the good the bad part was I could have been what I wanted to be, and I was in a place. I was wiping ass as a CNA for elderly patients, walking them, feeding them, and changing them and showering them. I was in a place for, I was in a place that, that's not what I wanted to be, and never expected when I got to high school. Right. Good part is, it it built a very it built a realization of the character that I have towards elderly people. I'm very nice. I'm a sweetheart. I'd go out my way for people. Right. Um, patients only um i understand that like the people that are there like that's the rest of the live kind of thing and like that mentality of like are you willing to spend your life here with this amount of money who's the manager how much money are they making why is there other people getting fired why are other people getting hired too much is there a marketing company are you guys on social media boom now what is that what, like i even lost myself it's just like you know I could have done all those things if I honestly knew what I wanted to do in life. Maybe the part where I wasn't able to become a race car driver at the age of where it was too young and not practical for a Filipino family, that in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do because I knew what I wanted to do, but said no to. Then I think like the, the good part, if, if someone's doing that, you should honestly just kind of figure out what you can do now. Right. What you're able to do now. And, you know, do that and just say, fuck you, mom and dad. Like, there's like, here, I'll give you an example. Tyler Woodall. We just okay. met, we just met at, with, um, at Joseph Place and he's doing a lot of, um, interning right now. And right. he actually came on the weekend to visit me and I shared all the things that I am with, I am with him. Now he's inviting me to like meet his dad and go to with him at football. But what he wants to do is not what his dad wants him to do. And I keep telling him, bro, like, what the fuck do you want to do? Like, yeah, but that's what my dad would. Like, my dad got, my dad's rich. My dad got money. But, like, but then do what you want to do. Why you want to build an insurance company? Who the fuck grows up as a high school student? I want to build an insurance company. (laughs) It's obviously the money. You got to, like, it's just like, and there's just so many people, like, what do you want to, it's like, what the fuck do you want to do? Like, that's, do that. Like, as Gary says it, but it's just, it's just crazy. Like, do that. 
I made so much money making music videos on a $1,200 camera that I bought. Right. I made eight grand on making music videos. Like you can turn right. that eight grand into into something else. I mean, you can like, turn that eight grand into sixteen, into into thirty two. <laughs> like it, it just yeah. goes on and on. So, so here's another part. I I wanted to share this before for anything. I just got off the Uber with a, with a young lady, and she told me she makes soaps for a living, but I ain't got the money right now to be distributing all that. Oh my God! Here we go. You could do, see, it's fucking interesting. Soap cutting is a fucking um, trend right now. So what you could do is you could get all the money you need, make the soap, and send that out to influencers that cut soap and just give that to them for free in exchange for letting your product be known. Right. Uh Interesting. Or you can make a podcast about soap. You can make a video about how to make DIY soap. And then make an Instagram. So let's just say... You wanted to make a community about nonprofit organizations. So you you make a whole community just of every nonprofit organization. So I told her, make a community about soap. And on the back end, in the link, you'll just have, like, all that soap stuff. Like, you know, sell your own soap. It's just, like, you know, till this day, I wish I was, like, in a car and racing. But now that I'm doing all this... That's the goal still. Like, I plan to have my own track in the back. And it's just like, I can't stand it, man. Like, like the the fact that my mind has just been crazy and hateful towards my parents because I could have done that. And then it's it's also crazy. Like, my mind is so towards, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be around people who are not doing what they're passionately doing. It mentally pisses me off. I can see that, man, because it, it, and that all, like I said, that all goes back to mental health, right? Yeah, because it is. That, yeah. We're, we, we're, we're in our heads too much and we allow other people to, to interject their own fears into our life and how we react and how we live our life, right? Mm-hmm. Which oftentimes becomes a cyclical negative um, situation. Because when you're not feeling right and you're and you're projecting that onto me, that therefore I'm going to do the same thing, and then it's going to be this vicious cycle of negativity, and right. that really fucking eats at a person. Like those of you guys who have been watching this series know, like I've been doing this. Like I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that stepped outside of the oh hey go get a nine to five job. It's good. But it sucks, right? Like, this is lonely. This is painful at times because this is not easy, right? I could go lock myself into some marketing job for 40 to 50 hours a week and live a really good life. But I would hate it Mm -hmm. because, like, I'm not doing what I want to do, right? Like you, the race car driver. I always wanted to start a record label, so I did. And it's not been easy, like, and the mental games have definitely been there and people have definitely played with my emotions and my, my mental stability over the years. But over the last two, I've been spending so much time focusing on self-awareness that nobody can take it down. Yeah, that's very good. And that's, I, I think in the mental health conversation, that's one thing that we don't do often enough is really just 
No, it's interesting. Let's do this. You give me one. You give me one way how you how you work on being self aware, and then I'll share one. Okay, like, I like what, this. What, what, what's one time, like like slightest slightest thing that that makes you like, that's me. Right. I take a step back. I because I'm so in the weeds of everything that I do. I oftentimes don't see how much I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. So therefore, literally once a week, I force myself to take a time to reflect. Interesting. I don't do that at all. Because that allows me to see how far I've come. Right? Like, yeah. I could be really pissed off at the fact that my bank account sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Or I could say, all right, I've got to go out and make a grand this week to, to, to balance the scales. Or to, to get this thing or to do that. Or I need to spend 10 more hours with my family, right? Because I'm not doing enough with them. So for me, it, it's a, I take that time out to intentionally reflect, but that's allowed me to get to where I am right now. Interesting. So about that, you? In, in, that, in that way, that makes you more self-aware of what, you, what you've done and accomplished in that, in that, in that sense of self-awareness? But, but also how far I've come as a person, because it's not just reflecting on what I've done in business. It's reflecting on what I've yeah, actually as a person. done. Right. It, it's me as a human being. Okay. Which I mean, this video series that we're on, I yeah. mean, this is episode seven. This came out of one of those moments of reflection, yeah. right? Because it's nobody is talking about this or at least nobody's talking about it openly enough. And we're in this culture and this ecosystem right now of hustle 24 seven, be proactive, be on the offense all the time, right? This is the rhetoric we hear. But the one thing that we don't hear that often enough about is our own mental well-being. Okay, that's really funny because uh, I just got, I got, um, one of my videos on YouTube got taken down, which was called Entrepreneur. And it only got taken down because a part of the video had a, had a podcast that was on a radio show that, um, and then it got taken down. But that that episode or that motivational video was at forty four thousand views, and it was called Entrepreneur. Are you really an entrepreneur? And that one I highlight highlighted a bunch of clips from Gary Vee talking about how bad entrepreneurship is, and the I hate it. that yeah, especially when he goes. I have a lot of friends in the entrepreneurship world that killed themselves or committed suicide. So I made sure I brought that to light because that's literally fucking, fucking right. true. And as much as I want to say that I'm entrepreneur, I understand that I don't know yet. Now what I know is, so this is on, this is self-awareness guys. Self-awareness is not entitling yourself. I think that's what major key is the fact that, you like entrepreneur. I like entrepreneurship. That's one. I like it. I do entrepreneur real things, but how far of an extent do I know that is there? So there's a gap where I can't fully say I'm an entrepreneurial person, but I have entrepreneurial things. Okay. Um, am I an entrepreneur? Am I an entrepreneur? There's a huge gap. I could say 1%. So let me figure out that whole 100% before I even go say that I am. So it's a to really make sure you are, to really say you are an entrepreneur, be fucking factful that you are 
really what you are. And I think that's self-awareness too, because you, the moment you call yourself that, and then people start saying that you're, 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 you're not no entrepreneur. You suck. You're a broke entrepreneur. Right. That's and then you get broken off that. You weren't one. See, the the this is this is part of my my self-awareness that I've gone through over the last two years. I'm not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What what is it then? I'm a human being with entrepreneurial tendencies. Do we exactly right? Same. Like where I'm like, a human being. I I I'm a human first, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a human. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I just happen to work my fucking ass off towards the things that I want. Yes, sometimes that aligns with other people's visions. Sometimes that aligns with my own because I'm an opportunist. At, at the core of who I am, I'm an opportunist. So tomorrow morning, if I get a phone call from XYZ agency saying, hey, close down shop, we want you, I'm going to take it if the number's right. Interesting. Right? Because That's at where the I end stop. of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, where I'm happy and where I'm able to take care of my family is what matters most to me. But I'm not going to sell out just for a paycheck either. So there's that balance of I want this because it allows me to do this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah, I'm never going to quit anything. Like if, if I were to get offered, if, if you guys said, hey, come run no hook tomorrow, I'm not going to do it. Right? Unless the number's right. But then you have all of these other things that that number in it being right affects. But then I'm still able to do else do other things that I want to do. Right. Right. So like I'm never stepping away from everything, anything that I've started, but I'm just repositioning myself in what I've started. Mm. And I, I, as an entrepreneur, like as that human being with entrepreneurial tendencies, like. We try to label ourselves too much, I think, as human beings. Like, I hate I the term influencer. I, I, hate the, I hate the word boyfriend. <laughs> I swear, if, if, if anyone is watching this, do not let your woman call you a boyfriend because you're a boy and a friend. You're not a man, and I can have other friends, too, if you know what I mean. Right. When you have a girl. She needs to call you your man. Right. That's when you guys are together, not no boyfriend. So, right. dudes, don't let the even even with your, even with like the girls, like he's mm-hmm. either you're his woman, his lady, or your girl. The moment you use girlfriend, it's a stupid title, and I think it's ridiculous. The word influencer is retarded. The word salesman, uh, the word is you're not just one thing; you're everything. Right. And I like, like the way you said it. I'm human. It's I'm a human first, guys. Like, I, I think I think right now, so we're in all of this social media stuff, and we've met because of social media, so I'm not damning it at all. Like, I am I am a social it media, works. like, proactive person because I know what it can do because I've seen what it can do. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been people that I have, like, that have saved me, and I have saved simply because of a communication that took place on social media. Like... We, as human beings, we have the ability to connect. It's how we use that connection that matters. That's why I started this video series, right? We don't have these conversations off enough that we, and we need to. So cool. I'll bring all my friends on the show, like all these people that I'm connected to through friends, through people of influence that have a story that need to be told. Like, and I don't think I ever shared this with you, but 
the open heart collective is a narrative that has lived for several years before I started this video series. So that's interesting. I want to hear what, why is it called that anyway? So back in so 2013, here, let me, so here, let me do this. So let me do this. So open heart. Okay. Here is it the open heart collective. It's not that you had surgery and your heart, right? Correct. Correct. You did, but no, 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 no. Oh, I didn't okay. have that. Oh, but okay. what, where this came from was the fact that we as human beings don't open ourselves up enough and aren't as forthcoming with our own, what, like what we need that all of a sudden now we're struggling as human beings to survive. Right. So back in, back in 2013, my good friend, I think the audio cut. Hello? Can you hear me now, guys? I can hear you now, yeah. All right. Apparently, my headphones died. So, oh. um, the technology, right? Yeah. Anyways, guys, the big thing that was going on, so 2013, we started this thing called the Open Heart Collective. It was this online interactive book, right, or interactive community in which, okay, I'll go in and I'll write down my story. You would go in and you'd write your story. My guy Carter over here would go in and write his story. All of this being around my story might not directly affect you or cause a res resonate in your life, but your story will affect someone else and resonate with someone else. Very true. And I tell that to everybody. So that's, so when I was doing episode one of this video series with Joel from the empower good podcast, like it all came flooding back. Like this is why we're doing this. So rather than just making this a month of videos, we're going to do this as long as we can and create as many conversations because my, I could do an entire 20 part video series on my story. It's not going to yeah. matter to those guys, to everybody. Right. But if I have you on and I have Tyler on and I have Joseph on and I have Roderick and I have Suze and I have all these people on who have different stories, different things to talk about, that's going to resonate with people. Right. So I just kind of, backdoored my way into creating a podcast <laughs> didn't really intend for that to be the case but hey it's really just a conversation that we're documenting and this is raw like if this is really raw i'm being completely myself and if anyone anyone would ask i'm completely being myself and and this is not like pre like i mean people can watch the replay but we're having an open conversation right like very open it could be about anything so much of the world is not open when it comes to how we feel in our head. Everything right? is scripted. Everything is on question. Everything is, yeah. Everything's produced, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is like Vaynerchuk, while we both adore him, right? And what he's done, and especially kind of because it was his community that brought us together. Yeah. But 
still, he, the content he creates, is, it's got its own purpose, right? It's got its own reasoning for why, rather than just doing it for the sake of doing it. This is a this is an app video series and an, and an app podcast series that's around. Let's just have a conversation about what it means to be a fucking human being. Yeah, and everything that goes along with it. Because I think once we get into this mindset that we can actually have an open conversation, and it's not damning when we say, "Yes, I'm depressed," or "Yes, I'm struggling with anxiety." My head doesn't feel right sometimes, but that's okay. Let's talk about it. Man, there's one person that I really want you to have a conversation with. It's a friend of mine named Jerry. He's a 30-year-old rapper. And um, he suffers I like, how you, I like how you gave him a title right from the jump. <laughs> you're 30 and you're a rapper. You tell me what you think. And that's actually, that's one of the people that's, um, like, uh, when I was talking about um, doing the nonprofit thing to you, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's it's only, it's only helping, it's only kind of helping him, too. And it's just, like, there's people that think they're going to make it, and it's not going to happen. Like, it's fucking truthful fact. Like, everyone's after being the greatest rapper, and it's not going to fucking happen. The fact that he's a 30-year-old rapper, I feel bad because he's so focused on, on making music that... I could say this here. We don't even know if he's like, like we we've done. He's done that yet, you know. And it's just kind of like, I, I swear, if you if if we had this converse, can you hear me? If yeah. we had this converse, if we had this converse, this this open thing, and you brought him on, at first he'll be, you know, the mask side where everything is okay. But diving deep into him is a very dark mind. Like it's just when it comes to being a human. You have to you have to understand. Yeah, you should clean your room. You should groom. That's a modern society. I know back then a lot of girls had bushy stuff, but I'm just saying now is the time. <laughs> <laughs> you have to shave. So like okay, so if you're an introvert or an extrovert, he's an introvert. So if it, if it, you have to know, being self aware, that the limit that it takes you to get out to people and for you to recharge, that's exactly how you should separate your life going out so that you meet people I, he i just feel like he'd be the perfect person in, in like when it comes to i'm okay i know i'm going through shit but i'm okay when it comes to like the, the, the smaller guy he'd be something you should really get diving deep to because a lot of people would say like man yeah he's he ain't gonna make it you know like yeah, like but who? Ass. But but um, let 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 let's examine that real quick. Yeah. To dictate how somebody succeeds, when, right? Per, when when somebody when he okay in general when he says I don't know why no one is fucking with me. Are you fucking kidding me? There's no self awareness. I don't know why no one fucks with me. There's a fucking there's a very aware there's a very huge reason why no one fucks with him. Mm-hmm. You are not self-aware on why people don't fuck with you, right? But that's but that portion alone is not going to predicate whether he succeeds or fails. That's just going to be whether he can get past his own mind to actually make it. Okay, so what's make it to him as a rapper? You can be a shelf artist, or you can be like the. So what is it? This is his his mentality. He told me he was going to make ten thousand dollars next year. Okay, what? 
Exactly. That's all he said. No, he, I'll give you another one. He told me he was really happy that he's going to go on tour. I was like, how are you going to go on tour? Well, there's a company that you pay and they'll tour you out on different parts of the city. No one knows. Huh? I know well. Oh, is, it, is that fake or real? It's fake. I mean, it's bullshit. But, <laughs> but like. So, oh, man. Go ahead. I don't know. You know, look, I don't want I don't want him to ever see this shit, but this is the this is part of the reason why I, I got this tattoo. Right. It's a lighthouse. I've been such I've been such a tugboat for him and other people. Mm-hmm. I'm just now gonna be a lighthouse and shine the light and it's up to them whether they wanna crash or not. Right. But I I still have to this day, I think he, like, okay, if we're going to talk about mental awareness, my mind is filled up with, why aren't you doing this, bro? Like, I gave him ways to, like, because I told him, bro, you should step away from music, stop buying all this equipment, and save up money and become a man, bro. You still live with your fucking parents. You know, it's just like, save money. Oh, no, I got, let me just finish this mixtape real quick. It's just like, bro, and the fact is he's stuck on one song. For the past what four weeks, and it's just like it's just like I'm giving all these ideas, and I think I'm just wasting my time. But I'm still being a tugboat and not the lighthouse. But it's just like my mind is so fucking crazy. Like I feel like he's gonna kill himself one day if I don't help him. So that's my. So this is why I like this thing. All right, uh, let's let's spend some time on that topic because I think that one, as a fellow. A boat <laughs> to use to use your vernacular, like I've been there. Like if I don't do this, they will do this. You can't hold yourself like that, bro. Like that will destroy you. Mm. Admittedly, because I've been there. I've yeah. been that person standing outside at three o'clock in the morning saying, "Please don't jump off the ledge." But that only puts pressure on me, bro. Like, you cannot have that codependency at all. It does it doesn't do you any good. It just destroys you up here because then what's then what's gonna happen? Something does happen to him because you step away to focus on yourself and what you have to do, and now all of a sudden he does do something and you're all you're destroyed because you're like, I could have done this, I should have done this, I I I I I when it's not about you, right? Like it's about him and his issue and he needs to go and people to talk about it. But that person to talk about it in the lean eye cannot be you 100% of the time. Unless you can clearly delineate what that relationship looks like. I don't know how to do that. Well, let's talk about it, right? Like, how are you doing? Oh, good. <laughs> the joy of doing interviews in public. Um, you get into this mindset, man, where like you're like you're a lot like me, which is why we get along so well. We want to help, you, right? We want to see other people succeed and make the climb, and it's worth it. Because in a, in 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 a sense, it's like we we feel some type of way that we we're doing it already. Right. We can't say it's like I can't say it's like super successful, but I've success in a lot of things where you got me here, and I just feel bad for the person who doesn't have that opportunity. No, I feel bad for the person who doesn't 
go after that or no. But you know? that's not your responsibility, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel, I, I feel like if I have one person, I can help out a bunch of other people. Right. But this, this is, this is a trick I learned a long time ago. Tell me, I need to hear it. A long time ago. And you've probably heard it. I mean, you hang out with Tyler and Joseph. Like these guys mm -hmm. came from a world that I was in before. Right. These guys are in a space that I used to exist in. Really? Yeah. I used to be in the insurance world. Like I know it well. Mm -hmm. but one of the biggest things that I was told while I was going through that was more on the financial side of it, the investment side of it. But one of the things that I, I learned very early on was you cannot care about more about somebody's future than they do. Okay. Because the minute you do that, you take on all of the work. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that. Right. And in this case, with this friend of yours, you're taking on the mental work, maybe not the physical work, but the mental work to keep him going. He doesn't care enough about himself to step up to go to where he needs to go. Okay, so, so that's a bad part. What's that? He doesn't care about himself enough? I'm just trying to make him care like that. You can't. Mm. You can try, but you'll hurt yourself in the process. And I know this because I've been there. So what, it's like, okay, like I get, it's like breaking up with the girl, you know, you, you deal with it for a little bit and then you're over it. It's just, so what I actually did, I hope he doesn't watch this. You know what? I hope he does. Okay. Well, I deleted his number. So, because I gave him my last tip that I ever had to tell him. And that tip was, if you want to make, stop making music, full music, full songs with you in it and struggling on what to say on the second verse. Why don't you go on BeatStars.com? You guys should take notes. Go on BeatStars.com. Find a beat and a producer. Get on that beat. Put your hook on there. Mm -hmm. And then put it for free on BeatStars. Instead of selling it, then you can have somebody go onto your song. And they have to technically feature you on there because they actually like your verse. And right. you did that for free. And that's the last thing I told them. And I deleted his number. Boom. Like, that's what you have to do. Because at that point in time, you, you hit this fork in the road where, like, you stop not caring because you still care about him. You still want him to succeed. You still want him to become a better human. But you, at that point in time, relinquished your control in the circumstance. Yeah. And that sucks. Right? Because now if something, like, it, like it's, it's going to weigh on you, and it's not pleasant. And I know that because I've been in your shoes. And I mean, let me get real with you for one second. Not that I haven't been thus far. So I was that guy that didn't want to, that didn't want to take and shine the light on me because when I shone the light on me, it was ugly. Right. Like I was depressed. I, dude, at my worst, I was 250 pounds. Really? I never smiled. Like my smiles and photographs, and I mean, you can go back on my social media far enough and I think you might see it. It was like this. Oh. I like I was dead inside. I smoked a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. I was 250 pounds. I drank a bottle of bourbon a day. And I was dead inside. Because I was in an abusive, mentally abusive relationship. 
that hurt me. And my way to break from the circumstance was to say, all right, I'm going to go get a drink and then walk out the room, right? Because that caused that break, even if that break was only temporary. It pulled me out of the situation. Dude, I was dying. I was in a job that I hate. I was in an office that I hated. I loved what I did because I got to help people. But I hated what I, who I did it for because they didn't care about me as a human being, right? Like, I was at the point where I was done. I was, my son was, I don't think he was but a year, a year and a half, maybe a year old. And I broke down in my kitchen. Like, I lost it. And it was at that point in time, I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm done with that internally abusive behavior. And I quit it all. Because for me, like, I'm not doing this for me at all. I'm doing this for those two kids and my wife and my family and this guy sitting to the right of me and you. I'm not doing this for me. By the way, my assistant Carter's over here. That's who I was talking to. Um, <laughs> but What's like, up, man? I'm, I'm doing this for everybody else. That's why I might, that's why my simple question on social media is how can I help? Right? So many people think that I have an ulterior motive when I say that, when I truly fucking don't. Because I know at scale, if I do that often enough, I'm going to win. It's just a matter of time. And I'm patient. But going back to, like, I was dying. I was literally dying inside. I was in a dead-end job, a dead-end marriage. I was trying to be a good dad, but I was not even a good human being at that time. And I had to walk away. I literally, I crumbled the cigarettes up. I this threw is going to be super interesting. You know what we should do? We should make a, a fucking ebook on just how to be a good human being. That That's kind of already mentally in process. I'm actually creating a book next year called The Human Element. Hey, I can make that book happen for you for free, by the way. Cool. We'll do it. Um, but it's not a hardcover. Just right. You know. Yeah. Like I would. I'm coming know. out with. I'm coming out with my own book too. Right. I remember we I talked. Think it's it's going to just be called "Clean Your Room." <laughs> I love it. But we're in this spot, man, where we can cause impact in people's lives, but we can't take the pressure on. We can't take on their lives for us or for them. What and if they're scared to watch it? Because I know I would be if I was in that state of mind, like how I was maybe, I don't know how long ago. And then I get to the topic of which it relates to me, and I don't watch it. Mm -hmm. There's people that might be scared watching this. Absolutely. So guess what? It's okay to be scared. I'm terrified. Trying to teach people how not to be scared. Like, I'm standing at the bottom of a mountain looking up. Knowing that the climb is going to be arduous as fuck. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have really big legs when you finish. But I'm going to be at, when I get to that top, for me, it'll be the happiest I've ever been. Because in the meantime, I've pulled everybody up, everybody else who's been standing beside me, I've pulled them up too. Like, but that's my personal mission. Like, I'm not doing that. I do this for me. That's why, I mean, in the vlogs lately, I, I have actually stepped away from doing the vlog 
because it's been so much about me. That's not been about what I actually wanted to do is just have fucking conversations with people. Yeah. You like, get to so many saying so much about yourself. You, I get tired of talking about myself. I mean, I've got cool shit that I could talk about all day long. I don't want to. Because it's not about that for me. What's going on? What Carter's got going on? What everybody else has got going on? How old is Carter, by the way? 22? 20. Yeah, he's 20. He's a young gun over here. 20. What does he want to be? Uh, well, I'm going to school in the fall for music business and recording arts. What do you want Double to be? Up. What do I want to be? What's the title? Um, oh, man. Fuck titles. What do you want to do? What do you want music. to do? You want to do music. I want to, I want, like what? That's his general. I mean, anyway, I mean, business. This is, this is, why, like, this wanna, is why he's working for me. I know. <laughs> I'm doing all the, I'm getting all my experience in now. Like, I mean, specifically, I've come up with a few examples, you know, like, Working with A&R sounds so awesome. Like, I love meeting artists. Like, I love meeting artists, getting to know them, like, you know, seeing what makes them tick. And I love, I love, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at, um, like, keeping myself on track and managing and doing projects and, like, kind of taking the reins on things. And, you know, honestly, I just be content anywhere, like, in the business. Like, I'm not, I'm not in it for the money or anything. I, be, you know, it's, it's all about the work. And, and yeah. so it's about not being content with it. Mm -hmm. What makes you happy? We don't, honestly. You know, hold on, hold on. I can connect him with him with somebody because that's exactly what he does. So if you want to meet that person, um, I'll introduce you to him. Because he'll teach you and tell you everything what it, you need to know. If you want to know. I mean, are, we talking about, are we talking about Roland? No, Jason. Jason's the meat, like fucking media guy, but he's done that with with tour, like he's done that with tour buses and artists, and he's managed all the financial and run all the. He runs all the audio. He runs the whole entire, um, menu, like structure with inside the company, all the computers, whatever. I don't know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> yeah, but that's it's just like it's one of those things where it's just like even the smallest conversation with random people who are doing what you want to do will make a big difference that you didn't have to experience that for yourself. And you just had the experience already. Yeah. Right. Like Absolutely. when I started in this thing, I didn't have anybody. Like, yeah, me either. I, I knew, I knew two things when I got into the music business, the music yeah. business was fucked and relationships change everything. That was it. Oh, okay. So the second part was a good part. The first part is not. Well, yeah, but I mean, the music industry is flawed. It's intrinsically messed up to its core because how it operates is a debt system, right? The music, the music business is one of the only businesses where it's become socially accepted for an artist or a musician or a creative in that space to operate consistently on a negative balance sheet. And that's wrong. Hey, speaking of Gary, bro, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh-huh. I, I love just how encompassing so many subjects in this episode. There, there's a thing where it's really interesting because I gotta watch what I say here. Why? Hold on, it's, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> I've no, I, I've noticed. I think it's an attention thing that Gary V's really focused on a bunch of artists right now, mm -hmm. like really in the hip hop game, only because 
attention. Um, right. And I just got onto who he follows. He follows like 2,000 people. And majority of them is sports and a lot of artists. And nothing but his vlogs have been with YG, Nipsey Hussle, Roland, this one Indian kid. Like, right. I think he's really hacking the shit out of music right now. Right. I want to get your thoughts on, have you noticed that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, hold on. But, but, so Roland did a song called One Life for a Hex Watch Company. Mm-hmm. I think he made that song for that watch company. So it's just almost like, I see where that goes. You just tell somebody, hey, make that song, and that's music influence, and they like that person, so then they'll buy the watch. Pretty much it, right? Yeah. But honestly, bro, that's where the music space is going. It's funny. Yeah. So that Anak Anik Khan, the guy, the Indian rapper that you were. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Uh, what's his uh, name? I I recognize that one because I I was I was listening to that podcast about two three months ago. Yeah. At minute thirty three of the of the podcast, Gary says something to the effect of, "And man, it would be really cool if you started documenting the process of creating a song." Right. In the typical, like, high energy Gary mode. Right. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I've been preaching that shit for a year or more. Because guess what? If, um, let's say, who is an artist you grew up, like, absolutely loving? Shit. Uh, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really asking? God damn, no, don't put me on the spot like that. Fuck, man. Um, I don't know. Barney. Barney? <laughs> That's the first songs that you told me. Nah. It's, um, it had to be, shit, Linkin Park, Eminem, 50 Cent, Murphy okay. Lee. Right. So let, let's take a look at those guys, but I'm actually going to go a little bit past, or a little bit earlier than that. I'm a 90s kid. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's good. So what if, and I, and I just love this record so much, so that's why I reference it, and it's hip-hop culture, so let's talk about it. Um, what if Dr. Dre had actually recorded, documented the process of recording the Chronic record? People can learn how, to, how he did it. You know, you know how much more people would take ownership of that record? Henceforth, more people would be purchasing that record. And how it would be... Even to this day, like relevant. Let's let's go even back further. What if Led Zeppelin had documented the process of recording number four? Right, like all of this, all of the little intricate details of it. We would know so much more about those musicians. Let let's let's look at Lincoln Park. If they had re- documented the process of recording Hybrid Theory. You know how much more our angsty teenager self would have gotten connected to that record? Even more than we already did? Like, so let's hit Chester Bennington for a minute. When Chester Bennington died, I was dead for a day. Like, I didn't do anything. I didn't fucking leave my, like, leave my house. I was destroyed. Because I took ownership and connection to him. That's like what happened to me and Paul Walker. Like, that's what music and art and collaboration can do to connect us. So like going back, uh, yeah. 
it's it's remarkable what we can do in this time and this space in this world that we live in now. Right. Right. So here's an example. I'm gonna shoot for Roland, which is Born Hustler. Right. And I'm working on his treatment. So this is what I'll do, coming from your idea. I'm gonna shoot Born Hustler. I'll have a videographer film the behind the scenes, and then on my my own, I'm gonna feel that how I edit Born Hustler, which is gonna be crazy because Born Hustler is gonna be on Vivo because of Roland, and it'll be my first video on Vivo, and we're gonna get a guest appearance by Gary Vee and D Ross. Right. So I think the whole editing process is just the same for the creative side of me, which you which you're speaking of. Right. Yeah, so I'll do I'll do I'll do that a lot more. I'll show you exactly how I edit. I'm gonna do every how I edit even with everything. Dude, I mean, you're in, and you in in the creative space that you're in, you have the optimum time, like ability to capture that, because you do it already. Usually, what the shit, right? Like, I'm not gonna show this. Like, what the fuck is the point? But now that you show it, you're you're gonna develop a community and a culture around you and how you create that's gonna live on. Henceforth, that's legacy, bro. It's legacy doing everything that you already do on a daily basis anyways. Just showing people. Because like I've taken a lot of inspiration from you just in the time that we've known each other. Like, it's not complicated. People make it complicated. Go show it. Go bleed it. Like to, to quote the Gary V, bleed it from your fucking eyeballs and people will pay attention. Like it's not complicated. At all. It doesn't have to be. Because it's not in general. And I think if we as a culture and as a community start to talk about what we do, talk about how we're feeling during the process, all of a sudden the entrepreneurial ecosystem looks a lot different. Because we actually have heart or the music industry looks different. Because we actually yeah, that, that we're on the same boat, bro. We are in the same boat. Like, it's hard, man. It's fucking hard. What? We're on the same same boat. It's it's about the heart. Right. And and we know it's not easy. Like, and that's okay. But if we have it together and we're in this together and we're leaning on each other, not being the lighthouse for each other, not being the tugboat for each other, but leaning on each other, right? I give and take, you give and take, but it balances if we can do that culturally at scale, I think we win this thing long term. Right? It's a team thing. Yeah, it's a team thing. Like, it's... Like, I care so much about my team that if they don't know it, they're 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 idiots. Like, this guy who's about ready to walk out of my office, we've only known each other about a month and a half. Two months? I don't even remember how long far back to go. Like almost two months. Like I care about this kid like he's one of my own. Like, you know what I mean? Because I want to see him succeed just like if because if he's succeeding, I'm succeeding. If you're succeeding, I'm succeeding. If my artists are succeeding, guess what? So am I. That's how I feel about friends. So am I. Because again, not about me. And it's just like you're what you do is not about you. It just happens to include you. About everybody. Hey, it was nice talking to you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you too, bro. But like, 
I'll see you tomorrow, Carter. All right, see you tomorrow. Uh, let's take advantage of this time that we've got. Let's create with the purpose of intent and impact. Let's do it from our heart. Because I don't think you cannot lose when you do it that way. It's going to suck and it's going to be painful. Yeah. So this this is like, man, it's funny how like a lot of Gary really influenced me on a bunch of stuff. Like I can, like I, I want people to kind of understand this. Because I came from a nursing side. Right. When, you hold a, when you hold an elderly person's hand, it's really, it's really flabby and it's a little soft, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you look at yours, skin is taut. You don't know what taut means, it's tight. It's, it's very smooth. I look at my hands now and when I'm bullshitting or when I'm not working on what I need to do, meaning not my job, I just have to do that for a while. I look at myself like if I'm in the bed and I'm laying down and I see my hands wrinkled as fuck. And I think about the shit that I'm doing now. Was that fucking worth it? Was that worth not fucking doing anything? Was that worth playing Fortnite for five hours? Like that, like really, really, really like I feel it like, oh fuck. Like, and then I just, I just get back to work. It's just like, you gotta understand like we're, we're not gonna look like this for a while. Mm -hmm. So do what you can. You do it now. Right. Sad. Right. All right, Lou. You got a few more minutes left. Um, this is the time frame where we do the uh, shameless self-promotion. Oh, uh, shameless plugs? Shameless plug time. Because at the yeah. end of the day, we are humans. We want to connect with people. We want uh, we want to be able to, to share stories and, and, and to help create legacy. So um, I'm going to... Do one little quick thing, and then I'm going to have you tell the world where to find you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this and you've gotten this get, gotten this far in or listening, because this is going to be available on podcast form later. And if you are struggling, anything, do not hesitate to find me, to find Lou, to find the professional to go to to talk. Yeah, you can ask me, right? Because and on it, and I'm available. Like. I know I'm busy. I've got a lot of things going on. I'm a husband. I'm, I, I get that. But I'm also a human being, and I care genuinely about other human beings. So, therefore, I want you guys to be able to come to me. But if you, can, if you don't want to come to me, there are resources that you guys can go to that I highly recommend that you go to to talk. Um, some of those resources are right, to write Love on Our Arms, American, American, America Suicide Prevention, um, or a foundation for suicide prevention, the Trevor Project. Just go to these people. They, these organizations are here to help over and above what I can do, over and above what Lou can do. But um, so this is my this is my plea to you guys. If you are struggling, if you don't know how to balance what's going on in here, find somebody who can help. All I right. can help for sure. Like um, you can find me at Lou Creative, L-U-R-C-A-T-I-V-E underscore two times. And like, it, like if you had any questions, like I'll do this with anybody on live. If you if you had a, like I did this with somebody, if you had a question and it's really deep, I'll literally go IG live with you so that maybe you could have somebody else. But I'll give you everything that you want. If you needed a, if, a way to like make your Instagram grow bigger or the organic way to do it, or you're not creative and you want to learn how to be creative, or I don't know what to do, or like you want me to kick your ass for some reason, I'm down to do it. Or you're struggling and you just want to talk. 
We're here for that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, it to be private or public. It can be private. Like, literally, in my social, in my Instagram profile, my fucking phone number is there. And not a phone number to Carter, who's my assistant. No, my direct phone, this fucking thing right here. You guys can actually call me. He did actually call me. We actually right. FaceTime on the, on my phone too. So right. yeah, you can DM me, and if you have any questions, you can you can call me because I had a conversation last night too, or on Sunday night actually. Right. So we're here because this is about community and about you guys. So Lou Creative underscore underscore, um, and that's everywhere. That's everywhere. Um, that's only on Instagram. I don't use Twitter. It's just really hard. But if you if if you are struggling on YouTube right now and you need motivation, go look up Great Ave, which is Great Avenue. It's G R E A T space A V E. And Great Avenue, there's three motivational videos there. Uh, there's um, a video on how to you know create a name for yourself in this new era. And there's four videos on how to thrift it and flip it that will teach you from beginning to end how to buy and get the supplies so that you can go to thrift stores and make money and sell that on eBay. And I teach you all that on that channel. Right. Awesome. And I'll include all the links down below. Um, so those of few of you who actually tuned in live, thank you. Uh, this video will be available in the replay app directly after uh, this video also appear on YouTube and on my podcast 